Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode here at Fort Worth Roots. This episode is sponsored uh by GW District. GW District is a black-owned family business. Their mission is to empower small and minority businesses by cross-selling and marketing. GW District helps these small businesses by getting over some major hurdles that all businesses are faced with. For example, advertising for the product and properly branding their merchandise. Most large marketplaces are flooded with competition, and small businesses can get lost in the mix. At GW District, they have created a space entirely focused on the small business owner, and, this is the important part, they've made it affordable. So don't wait. You got time to listen to a podcast? Then you've got time to check out GW District. Go to www.shopgwdistrict.com. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook, GW District. That's the read. Now let me tell you a little bit about what I found. I went to the website. Beautiful website. I'm going to have to take some notes. Um, great photography of the uh, items that they have listed. I spoke with the owner today, and he said that they are on track for 50 different uh, companies advertising on their website. That doesn't sound like a lot, but they just got started. And he's actively bringing in more and more people, business owners, every day. So what I found so far, uh, some of the tabs on the website, books, men's and women's clothing, category specifically to locate black-owned businesses, skincare and health, handcrafted goods, jewelry, and a tab for athletics. Anyway, you need to check it out. And if you are a small business owner, hey, I, I get it. I know how expensive it is to do these things that GW District is taking care of already. And that's why it's so popular. There's a need for it. And the owners of GW District have made it affordable. So go check it out. You do yourself a disservice by not checking it out. And uh, this adds kind of for the business owners. But if you're wanting to shop uh, small uh, or minority owned, I encourage you to go check this out. Absolutely. Great products. uh, Powerful message. It's worth checking out. Go to GW District on Instagram or Facebook. Or go straight to the website, www.shopgwdistrict.com. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping. Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping is your DFW sod expert. Based out of Fort Worth, Texas, Clean and Clear is your solution at home or for your business. If it's happening outside, whether you need full-scale commercial monthly landscape maintenance, new home landscape design like flower beds and dirt work, or retaining walls and fencing, or maybe it's just time for some fresh mulch around your beautiful house. Whatever it is, Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping has you covered. You can check them out at cleanandclearlawnandlandscaping.net, or you can call Stephen, the owner of Clean and Clear, at 940-597-9252. Okay, that's the read. Let me tell you how I met Stephen. I uh, did some work with a network, a television network, and I signed a bunch of paperwork with these people, so I don't know if I'm even allowed to use their name, but I will tell you that they deal with gardens at homes, and they are on television. That seems pretty specific. You can probably figure it out. Anyway, I was in charge of making sure that the landscape around the properties got done in a very timely fashion. These people were moving And I needed some help. I needed an expert. I needed somebody that I could rely on. Somebody suggested Stephen at Clean and Clear. 
they said, hey, I know this veteran. Um, I've got his contact information. I think he'd be happy to help. Reached out to him, and uh, it wasn't a mistake. I was able to get through the project, all six properties, uh, on time or better, and within budget. So all that stuff was very important, and I didn't know how I was going to get it to work. But Stephen held my hand and got me through the whole thing. So that's how we met. Um, I've worked with Stephen for years now. He's a great guy. He's a good family man. And I just can't say enough good things about this guy. Don't hire Stephen because he's a great guy. Don't hire Stephen because he's one of the most reliable people I know. Hire Stephen because you want the job done right the first time and you don't want to pay an arm and a leg. That's why you hire Stephen. Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping specializes in sod. They have relationships with sod farms in the area and they can get sod when other people can't. Not only that, but they get it fresh. It's straight off the truck. It doesn't sit on a lot, baking in the sun, and then getting picked up and delivered to your property. It comes straight from the farm. That makes a huge difference. Also, since there's no middleman, Stephen gets the lowest prices. So you're getting fresh product, you're getting lower prices, and you're getting the expertise that comes with Clean and Clear. Again, the website is cleanandclearlawnandlandscaping.net or... Just call Stephen directly, 940-597-9252. All right. We did it. Those are the ads. Big thanks to our sponsors, GW District and Clean and Clear Lawn and Landscaping. Thank you for supporting the show. My guest today is from Baltimore, Maryland. She is the president of Ruby Weston Concerts. She studied music at Peabody Conservatory and Copen State University. She's been busy lately bringing joy to hundreds of residents at long-term care facilities during the COVID-19 pandemic. She says the best way to reach her is just by emailing her at rubyweston at yahoo.com. You can find her on YouTube and Instagram. Her Instagram is rubyweston.concerts. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the amazing Ruby Weston. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Let's start the show. <laughs> and I was editing uh, one of my episodes uh, this morning, and I noticed that I had left my book open and I set it right here and the camera had all of like the personal information, oh, like wow. phone numbers and stuff. I was like, mm. so I just took the video and I put the Fort Worth roots logo right on top oh, of it. Perfect. <laughs> so if y'all are listening editing. and y'all saw that, that's what happened. I, I messed up. So lots of mistakes. Yeah. But the editing is wonderful. I hope that drive wasn't too bad. Oh, it, I got a chance to see the countryside, which I <laughs> didn't get to see for a while. Um, good, nice highway driving. Yeah, y'all, Ruby was awesome. She drove in from Dallas today. That's a, at least an hour. You probably did more like an hour and a half drive, About didn't you? that. It, there yeah. was a few accidents along the way, but yeah, it was about an hour. But yep. I'm trying to start working in Fort Worth if I can. Oh, okay. And so I need to know what that drive is like. So yeah. I was I was happy to make it. For sure. Well, before we go on any further, uh, I shouted out your Instagram. Where else can people find your uh, work? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have a heavy presence on Facebook, either at Ruby Weston, Ruby Weston Concerts. Um, either one, you should find me and my content. Um, also on YouTube at Ruby Weston Concerts, I have my channel. And if you like and subscribe, you have um, a lot of videos on there that don't normally get posted to other social media outlets. So okay. kind of little bonus footage there. So. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you kind of beat me to the punch. I, I had the idea um, before I got 
the recordings started that I was going to reach out to some of the, uh, uh, what do they call those, the uh, activity directors for nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And then I saw what you were doing. I was like, man, somebody else had the idea. Of course, I wouldn't be singing for them. <laughs> well, still reach out because they need interaction and any type of variety mm -hmm. is fine. And you'd be surprised the type of people that you meet in there sure. because just for every person that is working professionally today, there's a retired version of uh -huh. that person yeah. in a nursing home. It would love to do something like this. So. And, and ready to tell their stories, oh, too. absolutely. You they, imagine they have some stories to tell. Sure. Yes. You imagine putting a microphone in front of them and just letting them ramble? Yeah. Yeah, and a glass of wine. <laughs> Thousands of hours of content just waiting to be tapped. Oh, yes. You'd find some secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's one of the things uh, with the coronavirus uh, that, that I was thinking about is the, uh, the people in the nursing homes, you know. They're already isolated. I mean, they're in a long-term care facility. They get minimal interaction as it is. And now they can't go to see their doctors, right? No. They can't have family members stop by for no. their... Uh, semi uh, regular monthly visit nothing no yep. nothing um the saddest part i've noticed is that the interaction is down to a minimum some people depending on the makeup of the community are literally confined to their rooms right so they can't come out and depending on what your condition is whether it be dementia or alzheimer's or something you're just not allowed to leave a small confined space so it's it's like prison yeah. and then you can't have families come in interact and depending on like i said the makeup of the building entertainment has been canceled completely yeah. now i've been performing like outside and they can open their windows to the ones that have windows that can open right but everybody else is really like isolated no yeah. interaction of any kind except if the activities director is kind enough to let them look at their phone or use their laptop or something but mm -hmm. they moved there because entertainment was supposed to be brought to them right and now it can't be so they mm -hmm. are really at a loss that's terrible i just can't even imagine um so you you've how many different facilities are you going to on a regular basis? Now, not as many as I used to. Right. Um, maybe maybe four or five on a regular basis because of protocols. They keep changing. So some allow you to sing maybe outside on the terrace. Some will allow you to sing in the courtyard, and they just open their windows. So it right. just, uh, I guess, depending on the city. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can't really, obviously, you can't get close at all. But then some won't allow them to even be close to each other. Mm -hmm. So you have people that are allowed to listen from their rooms or then they'll have some to to a table and then you can entertain maybe from the street corner. I've heard of some of my colleagues singing from rooftops. What? Across the street. With a harness on? or Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> what uh, they got special permission, I think, one time from a parking garage okay. to sing on a rooftop to the building across the street. So, you know, so they've come up with a lot of areas or ways for us to try to entertain them mm -hmm. some of these ways have been successful and some haven't so it's you know like i was at a place i think yesterday and um because of the heat they're only allowed to come outside really early in the morning so it's right. nine thirty, and you know they're groggy but just to get outside and to interact they were happy to come outside and um they were like under the parking pad and i could be you know 
across the street from them and sang and you know what I mean so they enjoyed it but a lot of places like one place I sang outside their building in the courtyard they can't come out but they can open their windows Mm -hmm. you know and in some places windows don't open because it's up so high so yeah you got people in there with uh sundowners and different forms of dementia and you don't want to have a window that can open right (laughs) right exactly no you don't and Mm. for those i try to offer like virtual concerts like um concerts on video or if they have closed circuit tv or zoom but a lot of facilities aren't equipped for that because they never expected to have to do that so now you know some of them are just going without entertainment at all you know so i try to send youtube videos when i can and but you know i just i'm so saddened by it because these are people that i see every month on a regular basis and those eyes that were used to have light in them are just getting sadder and sadder and sadder i hope something gets done because i don't think that the elderly in senior communities comes up enough in daily conversation when they talk about the virus and, and sure. you know, different protocols and things like that, they're forgotten. And mm-hmm. please, please, please don't forget about them because they can't be touched and they really need to be touched. Um, it's a part of their everyday thing, their routine. And if you can't do your routine, if you're used to a hug or a kiss or a song every day and now you're not getting that, it is important and they they're holding on to just a little bit right now and they don't have that and it's starting to be less and less worth it to stick around and it breaks my heart. It really does. It really breaks my heart. Some people are, their mental state is deteriorating and they're having to be moved to other facilities where they're not even familiar with the staff and it is, is out of control. So, you know, but I try to, you know, stay upbeat because it's hard to sing and cry, but (laughs) yeah, I'm passionate about it. I really am. It's an upsetting situation. It is. What are you, uh, what are you doing to kind of cope with it? Uh, if there's really nothing to be done. I watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> um, you know, and then I do other things that obviously that was my primary source of income as well. Right. Um, so DoorDash, um, you know, Instacart, whatever I can do, um, because a lot of what I do is social and around people, you know, that is kind of brought everything to a screeching halt. So it's really hard. Um, you know, I'm doing different things like delivering food and bird scooters, you name it, you know, every, everything I can possibly do. Oh, you got into the scooters. Oh, everything. I know. Yeah, I know. That's another controversial topic, but um, (laughs) it's a lifesaver for a lot of people that are out of work, you know, and then to be a, I guess I would be considered a gig worker, quote unquote. Mm, We don't qualify for certain types of unemployment and other things because, you know, it's not really documented tax wise, what our expenses are and different things like that. So we're not officially on record for them to track our income and then what we qualify for. So we're another annex of the forgotten world. And, you know, you're just waiting for everything to open up so that you can pay your rent. (laughs) Yeah, this has been rough. Um, And hardly every industry seems to be affected by it, but certainly there's more... uh, more impacted by it, so like uh, like gig workers and people that are working in restaurants, um, anybody in the medical field, obviously. Oh, yeah. and, and there's you know probably hundreds of things that we're not thinking of right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's hurting. It is. So, um, but it sounds like you're um, 
ingenuitive that you're coming up with whatever ideas trying. you can. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, you <laughs> and know, you're here and, today. That's a good yeah, move. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. So you know, definitely trying to get into new markets. Mm-hmm. If anybody has any ideas, I am adventurous, so mm-hmm. I am definitely game for doing something crazy. Just show me <laughs> to the help money. Somebody. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. But also, I'm here to help because I definitely, oh, yeah. I just think it's sad what's happening yeah. to the seniors. So you know, if you've got a weird idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, I, I keep coming back to the same idea when it comes to uh, creativity versus monetization. It's like, well, I got to eat, but really all you want to do is get to a financial level where you can just create, right? Oh, yeah, that's all. I mean, I've told my kids every day if I could just wake up and just the, what's on the schedule for the day is just doing what I do. Yeah. Just create, like get breakfast out of the way and just, oh, what do we have today? Just you record these songs and go here and perform and then that's it. That would be heaven for me. Right. Not trying to really even be rich, but just afford right. to do <laughs> what I love for a living. Yeah. And of course that would put forth some good product as well. Sure. So um, yeah, that would, that would be everything for me. Mm-hmm. Don't want too much. And I think that's why uh, a lot of the creative content worldwide comes out of the United States is because, well, I mean, it's rough as we have it, even with COVID, this is one of the most relaxed environments to, to live in. I mean, we've, we, we've, we've got a pretty good system here for the most part. And uh, that allows us to be more creative Yes. And the, the rest of the world notices that. I mean, oh, yes. if you watch any of those foreign films, you realize we make really good movies. We do. <laughs> we do. We, yeah. Yeah. Right. We do. Now, I do. I admire some of the actors, though, that come out of, especially England. They, oh, oh yeah. my Lord. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not dogging on any kind of foreign actors. <laughs> oh, no, no, actors. no, 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 not at all. But uh, just just to name a few, they they have some superior qualities, some of them. Just, Who's your favorite actor? Ooh. If you got to pick just one, I mean, for, for the range and the quality of the performances, it can be theater, it can be movies. Wow. It would be hard to pick just one. It's hard because I'm uh, I'm in two places. I have I have four kids, so mm-hmm. I, they they're all in between the the twenties and five. So, mm-hmm. needless to say, I watch a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would be probably. You know, I'd kind of be married to like a, a Tony Stark type of yeah. <laughs> Robert Downey, but he's a phenomenal actor. I've, yeah. I've seen him do so many things, mm-hmm. also. But inside, if you're if I'm stuck in the Marvel universe, Benedict Cumberbatch is yes. phenomenal. Um, did you see his movie? He did. Um, it was something to do with the uh, the encoding system that they oh, used in World yes, War Two. Yes, he was amazing in that yes, movie. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he just draws you in. So yeah. that's. But then, of course, I have. I watch a lot of because of the music that I do. I watch a lot of older movies, mm-hmm. and so you're still with you know Cary Grant, and you're with um, uh, who who else is the one um, I want to mention? It's just it's not even rolling off my tongue right now. But uh, you had Sidney Poitier, and you know just different older movies where they just drew you in and you were mm-hmm. just starstruck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So For yeah, sure. it just, I love it. If it's all beauty, you know, I'm involved. <laughs> we watched an old uh, classic the other night, almost entirely as a joke. Um, I walked by the $5 movie bin at Walmart. I was shopping for something else and we'd been talking about this movie and uh, I saw it in the $5 movie bin. So I just grabbed it, brought it home and watched it. It's filmed in uh, 70, Eight maybe. Okay. Uh, Jaws. Ah, 
we're gonna need a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> When's the last time <laughs> you actually Dreyfus. watched it though? Oh it's been a while, but I like that movie. I had forgotten how good it was though. Yes. And yes. I mean here we are, twenty twenty, watching this movie and I told um my girlfriend before we started watching it, I was like, Okay, now this is gonna be a little cringy because it's old. You know, it's you kinda yeah. have to expect <laughs> And we started watching it, and it wasn't cringy at all. It was, it stood up. Yeah. I mean, it was um, impressive, but the acting was great. Um, she, it probably about midpoint of the movie, she's like, I'm so tense. Like, I don't know why I'm so anxious right now. I was like, they're doing a good job. I mean, that's yeah. the feeling they're trying to portray. Well, here. they had limited special effects, so it had to be the music had to be on point, the acting had to be on point, everything had to come together because mm -hmm. they were limited every, yeah. in other, any other way. If they'd have been <laughs> riding on, just the the quality of the shark they had been in trouble oh yeah <laughs> yeah because that, that was the janky part of the movie it was just yes, it was oh they tried you know well and you invested in the characters you were yeah. really worried about what happened and then of course if you invest in the franchise then you you start to see how he gets stuck on this shark and is you, he in the second one? Oh yeah yeah really yeah. Oh, yeah. okay now i want to see it it's an obsession uh-huh after a while, and then and it grows, and it and um, eventually his wife ends up being obsessed because huh. she watched him be obsessed for so long. He died being obsessed, and then she's obsessed. And Is it the same uh, female from the first one? Mm -hmm. Oh, every the the cast stays the same. The that kids grow awesome. up, and they're on it. And you know, she okay. tries to move on with her life, but she can't. And now it's like, why is she obsessed with this shark? Huh. And she, you would think that. It was the same one because, you know, it's like, well, why do they just want you? Huh. <laughs> the same shark, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm going to have to see it. We saw we, IMDb. We're looking through trying to find uh, the names of some of the actors because they're so young in the first one. You're like, who oh, is yeah. that? Yeah. And yeah. then we've, you know. Well, it, if you look at the, the, the main character, the man, I think his name is Rob Schneider, I want to say, but... Um, they are all in the second one. So if you follow okay. them throughout the series, you will get, you will find them. Yeah. Yeah. But That's the uh, IMDb showed uh, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, and I'm like, I bet those are just stupid. Two was good. I think three was a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And then four comes back, though. So in other words, but you know, it's funny. If you look at the three of most franchises, it was a little off, and then they come back, huh. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but it, hang in there, because there's one in there, and it's a little like, mm, all right. <laughs> and then it comes back, and you're just like, okay, okay, you redeemed yourself. So it, it's good. But right. hang in. I mean, just for posterity's sake, you will realize so many movies that you've seen since then mm -hmm. that are referenced in that movie oh for sure and then you're like oh wait a minute oh well that's where they got this from this is what happened mm -hmm. like i showed my kids uh, one thing the great part about quarantine is i get to force my kids <laughs> to watch all my old favorite movies Whether they like it or not right yeah. exactly so my son had never seen like back to the future oh, so man. i said look you gotta see it yes. because then he realized all the references There's a ton, to, yeah. right and now all the new movies when he watches them now the, he gets the jokes yeah because of that so right. it, it's fun it's fine. That's how you know you're getting old because my, uh, my parents would reference stuff and I had no idea what they were talking about. And then, you know, you'd find out like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Well, oh, now yeah. that's me. 
Yeah, so sure. many things. Well, I just recently <laughs> learned how to play poker. Okay, and Which, now what kind though? What, uh, what game? Texas Hold'em. Okay, and it was funny because all the poker references in life in general, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, now I get it. Okay, and <laughs> the songs and everything. Okay, I get it now. But not knowing how to play that game had me at a loss. So people are talking to me, and I'm pretending I understand. And do you play it well enough it. to deal for the game? I do. I mm, do. Okay. Um, That's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. My, my <laughs> kids picked it up better than that. And uh, my brother is amazing at it. But yeah, but now don't don't take me to the casino. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's good. I mean, we have our own chips and stuff at home. Mm-hmm. So we're invested enough for fun. All the but, games yeah. I know how to play. And I just realized this the other night. We sat down. We were, she wanted to play cards. So we get the deck out. And I'm like, I don't know how to deal. I really don't. Uh, even blackjack. I'm like, I think... You have to like burn a card or something. I don't know. I just know how to lose money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like blackjack. Yeah, two cards at least. You know, like one down, one face down, one face right. down. I can do that. Yeah. But I don't like it because I've watched it at the casino. Mm-hmm. The fastest way to lose money. Yeah. I mean, it's over in a second, and you're just like, "What happened?" So no. yeah, I'm I'm at the early stages of developing a problem because I just went to Vegas for the first time last. I think it was October. Okay. Anyway, um, sat down at the blackjack table. I had hundred bucks. I lost forty or fifty. I was like, "That's good enough." I've lost lost enough for one day. Went back second day, lost the rest of it. The third day, I walked down there with another hundred. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to take my time. I'm only going to place the minimum." I walked out of there with like five, six hundred bucks. Oh. And I told people every time I tell people that story, whenever they uh, have any kind of knowledge of blackjack, they're like. That's not normal. I'm like, okay, all right. So you're telling me I got something. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm at the early stages of a problem because now I'm like, I'm I'm good at this. No, I think Let me go back with a thousand. <laughs> what they were saying wasn't normal was you walking away <laughs> with five hundred dollars, like you actually left the building yeah. while you were winning. Uh-huh. So yeah, because usually most people, oh, double or nothing, gotta keep, yeah. keep going, keep going. So yeah. yeah, but that's well, the fact that you were able to leave means you have enough self control. So you. Probably always, well, you know, be okay. Just full disclosure, I had a plan to catch. So, ah. <laughs> well, then just make it always that. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I only go play blackjack when I've got a, a boarding pass in my hand. Perfect. Or a, a plane ticket. Yeah, <laughs> that'll work. No, I, I did ask somebody when I got to the bar because they still have. Uh, I, they might just have slot machines at the airport. I think so. But I uh, I walked up, got a drink from the bartender. I was like, hey. uh should I try those or is it just mm, don't do it? He's like, do not touch those machines. Wow. He's like, don't. Because, you know, everybody knows, like, what what places pay out, which ones right, don't. Right. And then uh, we had some friends go to Windstar, I don't know, last weekend, and uh, they said everybody's up there just donating. It's like really? It's like they had kind of changed the rules or rigged the machines because they've been closed down just like everybody else. Right, right. So they're trying to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine right now. Well, yeah. This might not be a good time to no, play would, any of those games. I would go just for the ambiance anyway. I've never been uh, to heard, Windstar. I, I need smoky. to go. Really? That's what I've been told. Oh, so that okay. ambiance might be, I don't know, if you're into well, cigarette smoke, it might be all right. Well, I guess I'll definitely wear my mask. And I shouldn't <laughs> say that because this will be pub- this will be published uh, you know, far and wide. So um, I, I have not been to Windstar. I do not know that it is smoky. I could be completely wrong. Please don't sue me, Winstar. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm eventually I'm gonna end up going and wasting some money there. So 
Well, hopefully they'll hire me. That would be great. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that would be hey, an accomplishment. Star. You need you need a quality uh, artist. You need to there contact Ruby. Yeah, <laughs> so we can bring ja- the golden era of jazz back. So it would be fun. Now, is that is that kind of your niche, jazz? It is. Actually, um, well, when I was studying at Peabody, of course, it was opera. Mm-hmm. And I've sang, sung opera professionally for a number of years. Okay. And um, it was great. But as you... I guess anybody who's been in show business knows that once you start bordering 30, you're a dinosaur. Really? I wasn't ready to be a dinosaur or considered one, but I did an opera, um, I guess, back in, I want to say maybe 2010, 2012. And my understudy was 19. And, And she's phenomenal. Actually, it's funny because she's here in Dallas, too. And uh, she teaches, but at the time she was 19 and I was like 30, 32 or something. I think I'd already had three children, I want to say. So me being an older person and, you know, children in tow, this was already taboo because it seems like to be a professional opera singer, there's a lot of travel involved, Mm -hmm. a lot of dedication, and to have a family is almost a no-no. I've been told to my face, do not have any more children. (laughs) (laughs) After each child, they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And so, and then you read reviews from people like, oh, her career's over, she's on child number two, child number three, you know. So People are leaving that in reviews? Oh, I mean, they're just, that's a thing because, the well, I mean, I think as a woman in any workplace, when you have children or a family, they have to consider that um, hands down the family wins period so as a performer definitely hands down the family wins in addition to that your exposure to germs or being sick you know what I mean the likelihood of you not being available is high so now that still should be your choice you get to make but I mean that's the industry but the issue was that okay uh, my understudy is 19 so I mean if I call in for the sore throat or anything you know i'm never getting my spot back she's 19 and um it's funny because other people and you hopefully you'll encounter them will tell you this story i broke my ankle Mm. and my foot i um was going to rehearsals in orchestra with a long like boot on my leg from knee to foot Mm -hmm. and just carting that boot around and everything (sighs) I, I did not want to lose my spot and yeah. um, singing and everything. And then um, I actually eventually during the performances took the boot off against mm-hmm. advice yeah. to wear the shoe to perform in the shoe. My foot has never been right because I was not oh supposed my to God. do that. But that's the level uh-huh. of competition. And I realized it wasn't for me after all of that. Damn. I did finish the show and that was wonderful. But um, now singing jazz, it's comfortable. I'm older. Um, and um, it's not so competitive and I'm not I guess because I'm older I'm not trying to oh I gotta be the best I gotta be the cutest I gotta be you know I'm old and fat and I love it I eat what I want opera was for me was a lifestyle you had to eat just natural juices and berries you had to keep your throat always a scarf or a hood even in the summertime and it was just everything because the voice was so fragile and not saying it's not that way with jazz but I think because of the worth ethic I had to keep singing classical music 
um, singing jazz is comfortable for yeah. me. And I don't sing all jazz, but just the comfortable Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett era. Yeah. I love that, and it's fun. So I enjoy going to work every day. You know, or going into the studio, recording something. This is a favorite song, or I find a new favorite. My parents are seniors. Well, my father's deceased, but my mother's a senior now. And so now she just she texts me today, do you know this? Can you learn that? <laughs> I like that. I think people would like that. They're old like me. Nice. And, and so it's fun, and she likes me again so that's cool you get to, i get to please my mom once and for all and um it's cool because then my father's pleased because um i get to make money uh doing my craft it wasn't so easy um singing classical music in baltimore not exactly the fine arts driven town you know so it was kind of hard to go back and forth you know working singing and still doing things i, I drove a bus yeah. you know in my spare time but now just singing american songbook it's just fun people enjoy it they love it they love it here and I enjoy doing it for them, and they think I'm the ghost of Ellis Fitzgerald. So you know, it's just really funny. Like people walk up to me after performance, "Are you channeling Ella?" And I'm like, "Um, that's a little spooky, but um, if that's Maybe. what floats your boat, yeah. <laughs> if that's what you got to tell yourself to like hey, me, go right it ahead." It is what it is, but um. I like the fact that I am being compared to her, so yeah. it keeps me on my toes because she it's was a, a phenomenal singer. So I definitely make sure if I sing one of her pieces, it's on point. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. First of all, I don't think that when people think of opera that they're thinking of a 19-year-old. Do you? Or younger. No, That's now, crazy. Not anymore. It was, you know, it's not over to the fat lady sing. So you expected this Brunhilde large woman singing with her boobs and her well, horns it, everywhere. Somebody but, with a lot of uh, range in their voice, you wouldn't expect a, well, a younger... it's just... I wouldn't think. Opera, the industry well, has changed, too. Yeah. So back in the days of Leontine Price and, you know, those big names that we knew back in the day that has changed because now it's about... I mean, it's still about talent, but to opera Image. was a dying art at one point in time. Yeah. And so it's now about who can fit the dress. Oh, you got to fit the wow. dress and okay. you have to be phenomenal at the same time and look great. I mean, you know, and then they have to make it, they have to keep reinventing music that people wrote hundred years of years ago. Yeah to new people mm -hmm. that liked it. Yeah, it's great if you were alive when Ella Fisher was alive and you enjoy her music once again, but who knows Beethoven now? Yeah. So to make it interesting to a new generation of people, you have to make it appealing. And, you know, nobody's going, paying hundreds of dollars for a ticket to go see somebody up there that looks like their grandma. Yeah. They're just not, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you get trained younger and younger and younger, and then because the world is smaller because of the Internet, uh, the competition is higher. Yeah. So, you know, for everything that you think that you do well, just know that there's somebody with less who can do more, and and you're reminded of it every time you go into an audition. And that was... That, that can be nerve-wracking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of glad I got old and got out. <laughs> but it, I will say it, it does something to me because Facebook is, is a beautiful thing, but also you see your colleagues, and they're, like, famous now, and you're just like, mm, and all I got was fat, and you, you, you've got a Grammy, and that's great, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I felt as though if I if I would have hung around and you know laid off the kid having a little bit, 
I'd have been up there with them. But you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm enjoying jazz life because awesome. I like food. <laughs> well, I hope you broke your foot off in someone's butt whenever they were uh, leaving you nasty messages saying that your career was done because you were having kids. But how did you injure your foot? Um, actually, it was funny. <laughs> Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> It can be competitive. <laughs> it is, but it was, it was, um, my mother is, she's a terrible gift giver. Oh, no. <laughs> she, and she Ruby's really wanted. Ruby's mom, please don't yeah. listen to this. <laughs> no, she, she knows this about herself. And she wanted, she called me one day. She said, look, I don't know what this whole Christmas rush thing is about, but I want to be with everybody else in the mall. I want to feel it. I want to understand it. So would you please take me Christmas shopping? Oh, God. And so I'm like, of course. I mean, you want to go to the mall and shop for people's stuff? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I got up one morning and, you know, I took her and we went to the mall and I'm walking around and it just, I don't know, it was not a good idea. Those concrete floors or something. I don't know. And, of course, she's being, she was older and, you know, you're taking your time and you want to go in every store, you touch yeah. stuff. And so it took longer than it would have normally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in my foot doing that mm. and um well now she knows how i did it i didn't tell her but um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and then after that of course it was time for the show and everything went on because i gotta of tell the listeners i am so sorry for the background noise what you're hearing is a home improvement project that i didn't know was scheduled for today but we're gonna get through this yes and i'm sorry for the noise in the background. But these are directional microphones, so we should be good. Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> but just in case they wonder, that's that's what it so is. So I want to know more about what you got going on the jazz in because um, I want to say in the last two to three years, I just, I can't get enough jazz. Oh. That, that's kind of where my musical interest is, is starting to deviate towards and probably because I just wasn't inundated with it earlier in life and it's kind of like I'm, rediscovering something that uh, I, I really not to, uh, never got to participate in. So Well, good. We're, re we're rediscovering it together because when I was younger, I was studying classical music. It was a forced thing at first. Yeah. <laughs> um, most things are, um, you know, just the practicing and everything. And um, listening and definitely performing other styles of music was forbidden. And um, because, you know, it was fun and they knew you were you were never coming back if you yeah. did that. Um, and so as an adult and I mean like an adult adult, like away from your mom, long moved out. And, um, you know, when she calls and your spouse can answer the phone type thing, <laughs> I snuck and started listening to some things um, and um, started discovering, wow, I really like this. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's. It's easy listening, it's fun, the expression, just the camaraderie with the musicians and everything and just and what they're singing about and it just oh it's so much fun. And what I loved about that particular era is that um there the song was more about the composer than the artist. Mm -hmm. The song was written and everybody sang it versus if you hear a song now it's a Bruno Mars song or it's a Beyonce song or right. this everybody sang the song and you got a chance to like the artist based on the way that they performed the song yeah, they're, they're so particular yeah of you it. fly me to moon everybody sang yeah, that that's true. and you got versions that you love now granted 
Frank Sinatra's version or Tony Bennett's version may be the most popular. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of people sang it and you hear versions of it like, wow, I didn't know she did this or I didn't know she did that. So the discovery is wonderful. And then you got the scatting and that I'm, that's, I'm learning how to scat. So <laughs> that's fun. And my kids laugh at me. They, they laugh at me, but it, it's fun. It's fun. But <laughs> I love it. It is just so much fun. And then the old movies that it was integrated in mm-hmm. and the part of, and then you bring back so many memories what's a good example um okay let's see um there's a song called more and um frank sinatra performed it with uh, count basie but also um nat king cole also sang it but it was from a movie called mondo kane and Mm. um people remember the song and then they remember um you know the people the different types of people that sung it and even though and they actually the song kind of outlived the movie mm-hmm. the movie wasn't i don't think that popular anymore but the the soundtrack was more popular than the sure. movie then um fly me to the moon uh Doris day also did a version of it i think in pillow this is talk all in that movie uh no different movie oh, okay. right, right so um then you have um uh different singers that were in movies so that they could promote certain songs and so it's just like um i'm trying to think okay for instance um fred astaire okay so he did wonderful he did um uh what is that you say tomato i say tomato you know let's get the whole thing off so you know he did a lot of movies with um audrey hepburn okay and so you know you're just like oh wow so you get a lot of these songs where you just don't remember where they're from or right exactly so you know and you get to watch the different versions of them and then some of them a lot of them first from stage productions Mm -hmm. and you didn't realize that like oh okay you know what i mean and um it was so funny because this this whole quarantine thing happened every musician was ready for the the uh, regathering of the roaring 20s and everybody was singing songs from the 20s and I'm learning my songs from the 20s at Charleston and you know Lullaby Broadway and everything and all the shows are canceled and everything so it's just gonna get rescheduled or is it just we we tried um but now we're seems like we're pushing into the fall to redo that i mean i had like a whole 2020 show scheduled Mm -hmm. with two of my other colleagues and we were really going to put together and make a big production of it and we are really just waiting for the thing it was funny the day we were supposed to first perform that show that's when the shutdown happened and it was just so awful but you know, it, it is. Casualty it is. Of the COVID. Yeah, so I guess we get the 20, 2020, it'll be a do over, I guess. <laughs> I bought a, what was it, the flapper dress, you know, that yeah. they all wear uh-huh. and everything. Exactly, can't wear it nowhere. So <laughs> I'll probably be too Later. big to wear it next Later. year because all the eating you do for quarantine. <laughs> that's, that's to be expected. Yeah, uh, man. So there's, I don't know if we're going to do a 2020 do-over. I think people are going to try to push this as far out of their minds as possible whenever we start moving on. I just hope that in the future we have some kind of system or procedure put in place so that when this happens again, because it will, yeah, people don't do what we did this time, which is shut everything down for months on end and destroy all the small businesses and ruin everybody's livelihood and alienate the uh, senior citizens in long-term yeah. care facility. I mean, this is just such a tragedy. It is. And it's, it's, 
it's from being ill prepared. I mean, we knew this it was coming. It seemed preventable. It did. It was I mean, not even, I, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so okay, right. I don't know anything about the germs and everything like that. I'm just talking about helping people maintain. Yeah. You know, I understand that, hey, until we know what this we're dealing with, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Shut everything down. But then make it a way for everybody so they can stay still yeah. and not put their lives at risk. Mm-hmm. trying to feed themselves. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a catch-22. You have a Sophie's choice here now. Okay, I got to decide whether to risk going out here to make some money so that I can feed my family. That's that's sad. Nobody should ever be faced with yeah. that. You know, and then the seniors, the forgotten just community in general, were already dealing with issues with Social Security and right. medication and problems. all weird choices to make. Now they've got, in addition to that, they can't even live out their last few days uh, in peace and enjoying themselves. They, right. they said, I prepared for this. I have retirement. I did right. what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do. I followed and, the rules. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so. Well, and, and to be clear, um, I, I went on a 30-second rant there, but um, I'm not just saying that the government needs to be prepared. Um, there's some personal responsibility, right? And I'm talking about myself too, because I wasn't ready for this. I, I was fortunate enough to have a full-time job in an industry that was very mildly affected by this. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that doesn't mean I was prepared in the future to, to prevent myself from losing everything. What I need to have in place is maybe 12 months. And this is, you know, this is hard, a, a hard goal to hit but I need to be able to sustain myself for 12 months without pay. Yeah. I'd heard it said in, in the past that you need to have three months saved up, which I didn't even have that. But I don't think anybody did. I, no. I mean, and if you look, because there's people that have done studies on this already or they had the numbers available, like the number of Americans that don't live paycheck to paycheck. I think it's something like 70 to 80% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Americans, individuals, it's companies all these small businesses that got yeah. shut down overnight, yeah. it's because they, they, couldn't, they couldn't do that. They couldn't close the doors for a day or they'd go under, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen so many just small franchises that were barely holding on, but mm-hmm. they were holding on as long as they could keep their doors open. Yeah. And now their doors are closed. They're never, we're never going to see them Mm-mm. again. Nope. You know, so it's really sad. But I just don't know how anybody is able to save up enough money. Um, I'm sure it'll be in the forefront of everybody's mind now that, okay, well, if the case this happens again, I need to be prepared. But um, I'm just amazed at the way other people are helping people though. People are really looking out for people. There are some really, really nice people out there, really nice businesses that Mm -hmm. are, I will say, trying to look out for the little guy and help them out. And I really appreciate that. But you know, um, you know, just check on your neighbor, please, sure. because, you know, sometimes all they need to know is that you care yeah. for to give them just the hope to hold on just for yeah. a little bit longer. So, you know, it's rough. And I think people, there's, there's going to be two groups of people that probably come out of this. There's going to be people that are more cynical about their neighbors mm. because, you know, maybe their community wasn't super supportive. And then there's going to be some people that walk out of this feeling better because they did have good neighbors that did check on them and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man, but there's going to be a decade worth of documentaries and stories being told about this. Because, oh, yes. I mean, I'm already hearing little stories here and there where I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, and the like, possibilities are endless of just the implications of this, just the situation that people are being put in because you know either work was a safe place or school was a safe place and now these people are stuck at home mm-hmm. with their abusers yeah. and other things yeah, for sure some children only ate at school yeah and now they're home and you know it was already hard you know what i mean so yep. ooh, i don't know um just my say a prayer for them when i can <laughs> oh, yeah. well we'll get through it we'll yeah. get through it what they tell us one way or the other (laughs) well i mean we will or we won't and yes you just got to adapt i guess um well that really killed the mood (laughs) well look let's bring it back my children tease me all the time because i always change the mood sad or otherwise and they say well mom it's all kinds of crazy stuff going on outside and you know but you're always trying to find work and singing and everything they say well you probably are trying to find ways to sing um outside and outside of police stations and protests and things like you know what i mean they're just how can i turn this frown upside down really really and i am that way so you know but (laughs) That's great. I I need more people like that in my circle. That's so you sing in a hospital if you let them, if they let you. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, get out of my way. Let me. In. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I've I've been meaning to to jump in there and and uh, say something about your son Rodney. Uh, Hi, Rodney. I I I know that the people that are watching on YouTube can see him in the background. And what are you working on back there? A video on what? Premiere Pro. He's a uh, content creator in the making. He has a Nikon, uh, his first starter camera, and uh, he's taking some pictures of us today. You probably saw him moving around in the, the foreground there. Uh, but it sounds like after a while we'll have Rodney on here talking about his creations. I hope so. He does some pretty good stuff. He, I try to get him a camera and all the software that he wants. Yeah. And, you know, he definitely edits all my videos. Yeah. And so he does a great job with that. Well, and I mentioned that your your Instagram photos look great. And uh, you, you were telling me Rodney does all those? Yes, everything. everything. Very cool. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be able to tell when we upgrade because the pictures will get better. Sounds like that creative <laughs> mind has a... Uh, has, uh, Travel down the, the gene pool. Oh yes, all my children um, are trying to be in type really? of creative type of creative type things. My daughter, um, she wants to be a linguist, but she's twenty two, and also um, she does theater and she sings with me sometimes. Really? Yes, yes, yes. And then I have an older son, Robert. He's twenty two. I mean, he's twenty. No, Rachel's twenty two. <laughs> I, I get them mixed okay. up. I call them each other's <laughs> names too, and then they all begin with R. It's crazy. So Rachel's twenty two. Robert is 18 he mm-hmm. just graduated from skyline high school okay. with honors and was that the uh um, photo i saw with the yeah the whole garb of yeah. non-graduating looked very prestigious <laughs> virtual graduation yes so he graduated he was also their starting center uh okay. for their football team and um he had a real hard choice because he wanted to do music mm-hmm. and so instead of going to college for football he wants to do music, so he's going to study um, commercial music at uh, Cedar Cedar Valley this fall. Where's and, Cedar Valley? Um, not actually between here and Dallas, um, okay. near Lancaster. Well, that's good. You can visit him on your way to do the next podcast. Oh, he is not leaving me. <laughs> <laughs> I bribed him with cars and everything. Nice. <laughs> not until he finishes that, then he can go. Good. Um, and then, of course, Rodney wants to do um, videos and okay. stuff. So they both, um, especially when I do videos for the senior buildings, um, they do, uh, Rob does my audio, okay. and Rodney does my video. 
video and Very they cool. put their little, you know, uh, equipment together and yeah. he does the editing uh, for the pictures and the video and everything. We got a little green screen set up and, cool. you know, we have fun. <laughs> it sounds like I could learn a thing or two from them. Oh, yes. Now, I mentioned <laughs> I have four children. Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasmine is number four. Don't ask me what happened here. She's five. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else in 22, 18, 14, and 5. Yeah. Jasmine is 5, spelled J-A-Z-Z. So you see how invested yeah. I'm in the, the jazz thing. <laughs> Jasmine is 5, but Jasmine um, sings with me as well. Okay. I take her to a lot of the senior places that will let us in. Very and cool. um, she sings with me, and she just loves it. And she just uh, <laughs> the, steals the show. I know I don't I don't put any songs after Jasmine sings because the cuteness factor just it's over. takes over. So You're not like, topping that. I tell Jasmine, you're singing last. <laughs> buddy because they're not going to like me anymore but yeah so that's what we're up to but I think they're all going to end up being artists um but I teach them you know hey earn as much money as you can to feed yourself don't get greedy and do what you love mm -hmm. for a living because the crappy moments are going to come yep they're, they're inevitable. So you might as well laugh and enjoy the great moments because it's not preventable, the ups and downs. So you might as well do what you love. So I try to enable them to do that. I told them this summer I didn't want them to get summer jobs. I wanted them to create and do the things that they wanted to do. And then when school starts, then they focus on those things. So, you know, yeah. you know I, I, I like the algorithm we have going on here. So Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That was a friend of mine named Doozy that just walked in the back door. She didn't know what was going on, so she snuck back out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I tell you what, that's probably a good place for us to end it. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, Hope I didn't bore everybody too much. Oh, no, this <laughs> was awesome. Um, I, I was going to tell you after the recording, but I'll tell you now. Um, I, I appreciate every one of my guests that comes on. And uh, I have not had a bad guest yet, and I hope I never do. But yes. some of my guests, I feel like I have a, a better connection with, and I I would love to have you on whenever you would like. Um, oh, this this was a very comfortable uh, conversation for me, and I I really appreciated uh, our conversation, and um, feel like you have a lot of valuable things to talk about. So oh well, thank, thank you. you for bringing that to Fort Worth. Hopefully, Roots. if I'm I, hopefully I'm in Fort Worth a lot, um, yeah. if I'm doing business, and I would be glad to come down here anytime. Now, um, we we know that you work with long term care facilities. Um, what what else? Uh, what what other markets uh, are you targeting whenever you try to select an employer for for a performance? Um, basically anybody that utilizes music. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm consider me more of like a, a caterer. Like, if you would call a caterer for food, mm -hmm. you would call me for the music portion. I okay. think it would make your event a lot less stressful mm -hmm. if you call me. It's kind of like pressing the easy button for entertainment. The Ruby easy button. Uh, yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, and so um, basically I target anybody who wants to have a large event uh -huh. and don't doesn't need to worry about their entertainment. So if you want something quality, classic, that I think all all age groups can enjoy, even though, you know, we say jazz or whatever the case may be. I have a lot of younger people that do enjoy my music, but the way we put, 
put it all together and it's interesting and it's fun. And, you know, if you're looking for something that you just, hey, you know what? It's not offensive. Everybody can worry. You know, everybody can enjoy themselves. Right. People dance. Just call me weddings, corporate events, different things like that. So I try to target everybody. It's just that most of the time the people that get back to me mm-hmm. are the senior communities because sure. they need um, entertainment on a consistent basis. Right, right. Okay. Um, and your, tell me your website. Um, I don't have that, one, oddly oh, enough. Don't I worry about should. it. So Instagram's um, the best place to find you and The Facebook? best place to find me is Facebook. Okay. Um, and if you find me through Messenger, mm-hmm. I'm used, as you can see, mm-hmm. I usually get right back to you. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, all my contact info is on there. You can find me on Instagram. You can definitely subscribe to my channel on YouTube. But uh, Facebook is probably the best. But also, you can email me rubyweston at yahoo.com okay. um, but if you google me I'm on there <laughs> perfect Ruby thank you so much thank you for I'm looking me. forward to having you on again so let's yes. do this again soon thank you and uh, thank y'all for listening and if you need somebody to perform at your event give Ruby some uh, some love and uh, you will not be disappointed thank you so All much alright Fort Worth Roots thank y'all for listening bye I am sorry for all the noise. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know what? Especially how many kids I have. I'm used to the noise. What? <laughs> it wouldn't be.